Fierce Fan Media. Did you guys know the new iPhone 15 Pro Max is environmentally friendly? I like how every time Julie says her new phone now, she says the whole thing. The, the iPhone. Yeah. The iPhone 15 Pro Max every time <laughs> she talks about it. You're going to need to give it a nickname because that's too much. I very rarely buy myself nice stuff. You know, like. We're going to have to call her Bessie or something because. I know. Hey, did you guys know these phones play music? Shut did you up. know that my iPhone 13, not Pro Max, yeah. <laughs> whatever. What phone did you have before, Julie? Are you going from like a 12 to a 15? I'm going from a 13 regular, not a Pro or a Max, okay. to a 15 Pro Max. That's and... like a Pro Max, though? Yes. That's why it's so exciting. Whatever. <laughs> I am excited about it. And it's environmentally friendly. It's even lighter. Is it? What do they do with the lithium batteries once they're dead? Ouch. I don't know, Jax. They recycle them and uh, put them... They, they, they fucking grow trees out of them, I think. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the iPhone 15 Pro's carbon footprint shrunk by nearly 30%. Compared to a company-defined baseline. That's pretty good. You know whose um, carbon emissions haven't shrunk by 30%? Taylor Swift. They've increased by about 45. Well, especially since she has a fucking boyfriend in Kansas City. You know she ain't staying there. She gets out of there as soon as it's fucking over. <laughs> he's, he's got a nice little house for her, though. Yeah, he bought a big old mansion. Yeah, for her kitty cats and her security. Mm-hmm. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the weekly wind down. Um, I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacey, the new age old school mom. I'm Stacey, the political princess. Julie. I'm Julie, the uh, not so lipstick lesbian. I'm sorry, I'm, lo I'm looking at my new phone. She's my looking at her new <laughs> iPhone 15 Pro Max. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I got to put it down. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> It's the iPhone 15 Pro Max. <laughs> She's trying to get sponsored. Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah, hi, Apple. Did you buy it new? Brand new. Cool. I had the option to get one that had gotten returned, but I don't want no, I don't want a phone that somebody's face and breath has been all over. So, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, there's certain things that I don't mind refurbished. I guess the phone would feel. And look, it's cute. So it's the blue phone with the clear, and then I got the gold thingy. That's and then nice. I, but is it and a then, Pro Max? It's a Pro Max. Which one? It's the, the 15 Pro Max. And <laughs> I did my background blue. It's my thing from St. Thomas. And it, it's just, it's a, my, my phone's a vibe right now. It's, it's, it's a whole vibe for me right now. And I'm got to put it down. We're so happy for you. I'm kind so, of feeling like you, I got some new shoes. And I'm kind of feeling like you when you have a new thing and you're just like, wow. Are they I... Pro Maxes? They are yeah. not. I got two pairs. I ordered four pairs. Oh. What, um, what, what kind of shoes? Having to return two of them. I got one pair of Hoka's. Okay. And then I got, uh, and they're like really, they're this like off-white, like sand color. I had to get something for my my awful foot um that is like supportive and stuff and then i got a pair of the on cloud novas 
Ooh. And those are like so cute. But I'll tell you what, those hokas are the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn in my lifetime. Are they really? Yeah, like a million percent. Okay. Yeah. Like if you're looking for I got the I got the Clifton Nines, which were kind of like the middle, like they're not the super, super chunky ones. But I'm like, oh, no wonder every podiatrist, physical therapist, doctor, nurse, like everybody wears hokas because holy shit, they're comfortable. You know, I just got three new pairs of shoes too. Believe it or not. Adidas had a giant sale and I bought three pairs of the exact same shoe because they were marked down to $35. Now I have shoes for two years. Okay, grandpa. <laughs> Get your Avis all white with the blue stripe. Like <laughs> they're Adidas. Are they the same? Like literally exactly like same color, same everything. Yeah, they're probably two, the same everything. Two of them are, and then one is completely different. And they're gonna last her 30 years. They'll last me two years. What'd you do with the Taylor Swift shoes I got you? I'm going to build a thing for them. They're going to go on display. I'm not wearing those. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to go, when I put my built-in, I'm going to put built-ins in my office. There's going to be a Taylor Swift section because I have so much like memorabilia now. That's where they're going. That's worth it. They are it's, cool. Yeah. It'll be worth a lot of money too someday. I, I Just Taylor Swift paraphernalia, I feel one day. Mm-hmm. That's smart. So listen, so the new iPhone Pro Max, (laughs) iPhone 15 Pro Max. So you know how, so you know how other iPhones, you have the little switch right here that you click uh, silent. silent. This one is just a button. (gasps) What? Okay. Okay. Listen, one more thing that I thought was really cool. You see that little bar up there? Yeah. Okay. So when you're talking, like, it 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 talks like it it does like volume things like as you're talking while you're scroll while you're well, I don't know why I think this is so cool but while you're scrolling through like if you're talking to somebody you have to look something up or something like that it like does a volume thing and shows you right there on that little black line like that you're still connected to them and uh-huh. it has like, a little bar and says like that you're talking which I think is really neat and it's I'm incredible done. yeah I'm done That's incredible. I've been influenced. <laughs> I've been influenced. Yeah, that um, tonight I am just drinking beer. I'm drinking Moonbow Hazy IPA. Sucker for a can. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty. Got a bit of. It looks like like a, like a Led Zeppelin. Kind of, but it's like a rainbow ribbon going through like the moon. So. Sucker for good advertising. Um, I'm not drinking because I was on an antibiotic and I I took my last one yesterday, thank God. But it still says you can't drink for five days after getting off of it. And if you do, you'll be violently ill. Yeah. So Yeesh. I'm not, not going to fuck with that. I'm I'm actually going to wait the five days. Yeah. Who wants 100%. To yes. Yeah. All. I'm not drinking either because I am not feeling very good. Um, So I'm drinking some hot chocolate right now. Oh, I'm definitely not going to fit in. All. I, I need, I need Aaron. I'm drinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been drinking. I went to happy hour too. So I, I've been drinking and I'm continuing to drink my whiskey and my Red Bull and my beer. So good for you. Get it. It's fucking Friday. Red Bull's terrible for you. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't think your iPhone 15 Pro Max would appreciate 
that you're she drinking. Pro- she probably doesn't like that I do it. Bessie. I would assume so. Uh, I probably need to stop doing it. It's so hard. I've tried to find alternatives. Just nothing's just like a fucking full sugar fucking red ball. Like full oh, sugar. Holy shit. Not wait. even sugar free. Yeah. Oh. No, not even sugar free. Just a fucking oh, no. full sugar. I want it to hit me in my cheeks. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I want, it to hit, <laughs> I want it to hit me back here. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. In my cheeks. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about number one, the Grammys. Um, and then the uh, whole debacle of Taylor Swift suing a college student, which, spoiler alert, I don't think is a good look. So, um, and again, because I'm not actually in a cult, I don't mind criticizing stupid things, what I perceive as stupid that Taylor Swift does. So, and then we have some other other topics to talk about. So the Grammys, on a good note, Taylor Swift broke the record for being um, having the most album of the year uh, not just of women, of any artist. She mm-hmm. has the most record of the year, or album of the year, sorry, wins in history. So congratulations to her. But let's talk about her Grammy announcement where she uh, said she was releasing her new album. She's gotten, there's been a lot of, I want to preface this by saying, I've been worried this was going to happen because Taylor's hitting the point where she's overexposed. Like, because she's everywhere right now, the hate is going to start getting dialed up because people are sick of seeing her. Yeah. I'm not sick of seeing her, but the general public is sick of seeing her. So this happened with reputation also, like before reputation was released, like 1989 was out. She was overexposed then too. She was a topic of everybody. I also want to preface this by saying, I am not even blaming Taylor Swift for being overexposed. Like the NFL is overexposing her and she's not asking to be on camera when she goes to a game. So a lot of this has to do with the NFL making money off of her and stuff. That being said, I'm going to be honest. The announcement of um, Tortured Poets Department was a little cringy. What What was cringy about it to you? Okay, so it felt to me like she got up there. And this isn't even, I'm not even taking into account her dragging like Lana Del Rey up there where Lana did not look like she wanted to go on stage. Yeah, I want to talk about that too. What okay, I did, I did too. Um, it was like, you could you could feel that it was awkward and it's almost like she realized it in real time too. She looked like she was going to hesitate to say it because she could like read the room. But I assume with a like marketing machine and, and essentially product that is Taylor Swift, there was 15 things lined up for her to say it right then and there. Like she was going to have to post it. Like, I don't care what she says. I'm going to go backstage and post about it now. Bullshit. Like the whole thing was like set up, lined up, mostly because you have more people watching you at that time. Like the Grammys had, I don't know, millions of people watching it. Right. So it's, it's really good publicity. Number two, universal um, music has gotten into a dispute with TikTok. So all of universal's music has been taken off TikTok. So they're not even artists aren't even getting promotion off of that. And listen, I'm not saying Taylor Swift needs promotion, all artists, not just her. So even their smaller artists that are just starting out and struggling are off TikTok right now. So this is a way to promote her album without music because people are obviously going to TikTok about it, tweet about it, whatever. But when you're watching up there, her up there talking, it's almost like she realizes she shouldn't do it, but she has to because it's like her job. So she did it anyway. 
And what felt a little bit cringy to me was only because the rest of the night was so kind of sweet. Like Miley was so Mm -hmm. um, fantastic, fantastic. And just like, you could feel the adoration for like Mariah Carey coming off of her. And it was such a moment to like celebrate the music industry regardless of genre or you know Taylor Swift came in under par compared yeah, to I, the rest of the night she did I agree did. I, I'm agreeing so she asked me why I thought it was cringy and I'm telling her like it didn't fit with the vibe of the rest of the night where people were much more appreciating music and enjoying like the legacies like Joni Mitchell and stuff mm-hmm. like we had Tracy Chapman up there like it was just it was such a celebration of music as a whole and to for that to be an opportunity to announce your upcoming album just felt a little off to me is all I'm saying. And listen, I am a Swifty and you can still criticize those that you (laughs) are devoted to. It's not like I'm not going to buy tortured poets department. I absolutely am. I will be, but it felt weird. I felt more weird about her not acknowledging Celine Dion. There's plenty of weird to go around with her. Yeah, than I did about anything else. I also think, again, not an excuse, almost every award acceptance speech she or anyone else gives, they're a little tipsy. For sure. There's also that portion of it. But, uh, yeah, I had more of a problem with her. Listen, she didn't make, like, a racist slur or something. I'm not saying she deserves to get canceled. I'm just saying it felt like, oh, I don't know. The vibes were off, I think. But everyone was expecting rep. Right. So that was, like, a real curveball. Because I was like, I'm sorry, the what? The who now? Yeah. (laughs) What are we doing? Um, so yeah, so that I could I could see it. Yeah, the vibes were a little off for that. She looked gorgeous, phenomenal. Yeah. Um. In addition, Miley looked and sound sounded oh amazing. My God. She did she so good. The thing on top of her head, the rat's nest that had been quaffed was so bad. Like she, but not like, holy shit. If I'm so talented, if I had the body Miley Cyrus has and not to like objectify her and talk about that, but like, Jesus, she clearly is like working out. So like, like she looked so strong. Like it was nice to see somebody up there looking like strong and powerful and not like waif like. Um, like God, she looked phenomenal, but I had a really hard time getting past her hair, but her, also yeah, her very like pointed, not thinking of her dad was real interesting, like real, real interesting. She, she very much said, yeah, I think that's it. I didn't forget anyone, but I did forget to wear underwear. Um, and how she, but how she dropped the mic after that. Song. Totally. Oh, phenomenal. <laughs> Um, loved the Joni Mitchell performance, laughed, and I know I shouldn't, it was inappropriate, but when her chair spun around, like she was on the slowest version of the voice, (laughs) it made me giggle real hard. Um, but Tracy Chapman, like fucking big ups to that. that Yeah. 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 Tracy Chapman, like fast car is one of my favorite songs, like of all time. I fucking love that song. And like. God, she sounded great. And I really... Well, can, we, can we talk about that for a second? Because I yeah. thought it was, like, beautiful the way, like, Luke Combs was... And I'm not a big Luke Combs fan, but yeah. he didn't try 
he really paid homage to her version he let of her it. be the focus and he sang very much in her mm-hmm. harmony and with her he did not try to overshadow her at all which i thought was such a beautiful nuance to it he yeah, even like stood he back her behind her melody, which yeah. i thought was really cool which yeah. i feel like he should oh yeah. totally but yeah he didn't have to yeah, I guess. He's brought it back into popularity. He covered it. Like, yeah. I also like that when he did cover it, he didn't change any of the pronouns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, this country boy wants to sing this song. And, you know, from a female perspective, like, okay. And so okay. I just loved everything about that. What was the deal with Taylor Swift dragging Lana Del Rey up? Like, why did she think that was it's a good idea? album. Yeah, she's on I think she panicked. I think Lana's, here's my personal opinion, not knowing Taylor. Listen, uh, to me, it looked like she, because this was a record-breaking win, I don't think she was honestly anticipating on winning it. I think that's why she announced the album earlier. And I'm not even saying, I know Taylor's famous for like her, what people call fake surprises. Like, oh my God, I want another Grammy. I genuinely don't think, think I think she was surprised because she's surpassed now every man that topped that chart. And I think for this first split second, because I've seen it one gazillion times on TikTok now, like the replay of her winning. Her initial response was she grabbed Lana because she was sad for her. I don't think it actually clicked that she had beat Lana in that moment. Right. She grabbed her hands and was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then was like, oh, shit, wait, no, I won it. And so I think she wanted to share it with her because I think she's one of her best friends and felt a little bit guilty but like proud of her too and like I think she panicked I think she wanted to give her I think she wanted to give her recognition totally here kind kind of here but it felt weird because Lana clearly didn't want to go and then she beat her so to drag her up is like awkward Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a very very new Swifty and so I I feel like I'm more I I I kind of ridicule taylor more than your average swifty i think kind of what is happening to her recently just like jack said she's getting she's she's always gotten a bunch of uh video time and facetime and you know all of these things i think it's heightened since the whole travis kelsey thing and i think we're seeing a lot more unattractive moments of her unfortunately i think she's kind of think she's drinking a lot (laughs) and like not really showing her best because I've seen a lot of things where I'm like oh Taylor like that's not your best but she's fucking human and that's also why I like Taylor Swift is because she'll she'll will then come out and be like look I'm not asking for this or her people or whoever come out and say like you know she's not she she doesn't want any of this I mean you know she loves her fans and everything but she's fucking human and well anytime the camera's on you that much you're gonna have like yes right. you, 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 you can't be perfect all the time yeah. you know and um i think we put a lot on people and i think that's why i've been kind of like not disappointed but like oh that's not a good look but then i have to be like well fuck if a camera was on me every move i made i'd, I, I, I'd, have, a, I'd have a whole bunch of not good looks <laughs> I think it, I honest to God, I don't think she was expecting to win that award or break that record. I think she was very genuinely like shocked, but you also have to remember that like, it's an album of the year. It's not one person that goes up for that acceptance speech. It's, it's 
the whole team behind that album, which includes Lana. I just wish the the, the Lana thing would have gone differently. And obviously the Celine Dion thing would have gone differently. Like, and, yeah. and her PR team obviously was on top of it right after that and posted the picture of her and Celine. That, and, and I don't think it was even her PR team. I think Taylor Swift being the bits that we know of her yeah you know? i don't have any ounce of her that would be like well, no it's like honestly she she's not an asshole like yeah. obviously she went backstage and like thanked her mm-hmm. obviously she was caught up in the moment she was hugging her. she was overwhelmed and you know it's just everybody was disappointed because we all ex- you know she's the biggest superstar super in the whole fucking world right now well she carries she part of her problem is she has to carry two mantles right she is the most glamorous most famous pop star maybe in the history of of the world right now yeah part of what makes her that is that essence that's relatable because she writes such deep meaningful songs so she has to carry this absolute like marilyn monroe glamour and remain relatable otherwise that's what ties her to her fan base, right? That's true. So yeah. it's it's a and listen, I'm not excuse like the many moments in the Grammys, I was like, oh girl, like <laughs> so where is Tree Payne? Why is I she know where was Tree? Oh my god. I also think you're right, Jewel. I think she um I think she was probably drinking a little bit. And as someone who has been a Swifty since I was 24 years old, I can tell you unequivocally, this is the most confident and comfortable I have ever seen her. And like really feeling on top of the world. And I think when you feel like that, you she's not curating as much of her behavior as she has in the past. That's true. And also, if she had those things in the past, we're also more interconnected than we ever were before. You see immediate takes. Immediate. Like that's that reaction was instantaneous and people's hot takes on things influence what other people think and the thing where she's like shaking her friend and like do it and raise like i'm like okay obviously taylor's drinking she's like girl have your drinks have a good time you work your ass off so you deserve all of the fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) like have have your you know moments of she's about to go back on tour like i don't think she drinks or does anything on tour We, we don't know what happened before yeah. And what happened, or a conversation that was happening? You're right. We see snippets, little can I, snippets. Can this I is also the same woman though that every stadium Travis has played in has walked into the literal kitchen and handed out hundred dollar tips to every ser- uh, servant staff, every cook. Like she's not a monolith. She's not any one thing. Like she's human, and when any human has a camera on them, that often there's going to be. There's going to be things that make everybody go, ugh. Yeah. I don't believe, though, that she deserves the hate she's getting for these particular things. I'm like, oh, my God. We have celebrities jerking off into plants. Mm-hmm. Are we really that upset that she, like, you know what I mean? Like, she hasn't raped anyone. She hasn't sexually harassed anyone. Oh, she hasn't. But yeah. she, this is what I'm saying. Like, the bar for her is held so high because mm-hmm. she's never actually had any major scandal, even like minus well, the whole Kim me- and Kanye thing. She's a mega super, like mega yeah. mega star and has so much influence. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's why the bar for her is, and that's kind of the burden you take. And she didn't ask totally. for that. You know, she's not, it's not like she's paying people to be her. She's crying all the way to the bank. Like she's fine. Right. Well, let's, you know, she's a mega, mega superstar. Like that's kind of the burden you take on when you are in the position that she's in. But well, and she's under triple. And regardless, I think we can't also discount. Um, I think Taylor probably does handle herself really well under pressure because I've also heard a lot of hot takes on this that like she's a professional. She shouldn't have reacted any of those ways. Like she should know better. She should be more composed. And like maybe, but let's also not discount that she's getting a ton, a ton of hate press from the right right now calling her all kinds of names, saying she's the devil, saying she's, you know, all Not of these things. Not just on the right, from football fans. Totally. So, ever, you know. You, I will never believe that no matter how much she says she's above it and that she doesn't Google herself and, like, all these things, that that doesn't also weigh on you mm. and stress you out. And when we're stressed, we do – I don't know. I, there's no – I'm not making excuses for because number one, there's really no nothing to make excuses for. That's how she acted. She didn't do anything actually wrong. It just felt like, what? Like, ugh, what what was that? She doesn't deserve to be canceled. She's yeah. a fucking I mean, I, I can't even fathom the next time the planet's gonna see a pop star as big as Taylor Swift. Like. And can I okay, can I say something? Yeah. About the Jay-Z speech yeah that's the other thing i want to talk about from the grand okay so for first of all for the people who think that he was mentioning taylor swift because he said young lady he wasn't talking about taylor swift he was talking about beyonce mm-hmm. who who now who are we talking about jay-z, Jay-Z. and his oh, speech, okay. global oh. impact award and i so, thought his speech was cringe honestly super cringy yes i get what he was trying to say yeah. right But I think that there is some, there's just some stuff in there I don't agree with. And this might be a hot take. Um, Beyonce obviously has more Grammys than anyone. And his big point was, how do you have more Grammys than anyone? And you've never won album of the year. And she's been beat out for album of the year by Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Adele. Um, because it's album of the year and her albums she gets hit of the year aren't that album that's the point right yeah i can honestly say on on those those albums that have won adele's and taylor swift's those are like cohesive there's a through line on the album there are zero skips there are you know you're talking about these women that are writing these songs themselves and then you know you look at a beyonce album there are some skips there she uh, maybe Adele, that might be debatable. She's got a better voice than Taylor Swift, for sure. Hands down. Uh, yeah. A better voice than, Ta- than than Harry Styles. Does she have a better voice than Adele? Could be subjective, I think, right? But but so so if it was a singing contest, yeah. sure. But you're talking about a whole the album as a whole. And as one of her producers, Jay-Z. I don't know that the problem lies with the recording academy in that situation, right? There's albums that take you through a story mm-hmm. and, and take you through an emotion. There's albums that were have you skip to song three and then skip to song seven and go to song ten, and those are the songs you're going to listen to. You're not going to listen to every single song. Taylor Swift, Adele, 
you're, I mean, you're talking about albums that actually take you through an emotional. And I will say, because when Adele, when Adele won, her whole speech was like, this should have gone to Beyonce. I, not that I think Adele shouldn't have won. Oh, really? I think if there was, yeah. And I forget what year that was, but there was a, if there was an album of Beyonce's that should have won, it was probably Lemonade. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it was that year. If, if she had, if, you know, if there was, I still think there were some skips on there, but that to me was her most cohesive. When she lost to Taylor Swift, she lost for I am Sasha Fierce. So, yeah. You know, you're, you're looking at songs that have like 20 writers credited and some really repetitive lyrics and not that they aren't fun to listen to or that she doesn't sound great on them. I don't think they are, even against Harry, album of the year worthy. And I don't think as one of her main producers, he should be out there calling out everybody else for the fact that she hasn't won album of the year. Like, right, right. Because well, Taylor's win is just as much. Do you know why Taylor wins? It, it's it, in my opinion, why people like Taylor Swift, Adele or Harry Styles or whoever wins over people like Beyonce, in my opinion, because throughout going through their album, they are more open about what they're going through and their relationships and their Which personal lemonade, life. Lemonade was pretty raw. Yeah. But, but that's, but that's what I'm saying. Beyonce has been very closed lip mm -hmm. for the most part about her personal life. You are going to connect and relate more to an album when you feel more connected to the person singing it and you feel like okay well this is what they're talking about and this is what they were going through you know and you can in my opinion you can kind of piece together and relate to them more like damn this is probably what they were going through in that time Beyonce doesn't do that well even look at ob you know? probably objectively her biggest hit single ladies right yeah mm -hmm. how right. many different lines are there actually in that and don't get me wrong it's a bop totally like, it's a no, bop. It everybody all the single ladies all the single ladies all the single ladies all the single ladies put your hands up but it's one song <laughs> if you it's like one... it you should put a ring on it like it is a bop right. but like it's one song yeah no i i totally agree also jay-z hey. Hey, Keep your dick wins. in your pants before you start hey. also yeah you're a fucking cheater <laughs> Taylor wins it not definitely not because of her vocals. She wins it because people understand what's going on in her life. She writes poetry about it and creates songs about it so you can relate to her about what she's so, going through. I mean, well, this, honestly, I think that's what it is. It's that simple. So just producer-wise also, right? If you just look at these two. So if you look at Midnight's, there are... Besides Taylor Swift, one, two, there are four producers listed, right? Jack Antonoff, Soundwave, um, Jahan Sweet, and Keanu Beats. That's it, okay? Four Renaissance producers listed listed on here. Um, Atlanta, Sing Me Sound, uh, Los Angeles Avenue, A Studio West, Hardcover, Henson, oh, the, sorry, those are recording studios, producers, uh, B.A.H., Beam, Beyonce, Boy Wanda, Al Crest, Honey Dijon, Kelman Duran, Hit Boy, Levin Cali, Mike Dean, uh, Nino, No ID, Nova Way, PJ2, Chris Penny, Luke Solomon, Sid, uh, 
uh, Skrillex, Tricky Stewart, Seven Thomas, The Dream, Nova Wave. Like, that's so many producers. It, and I think that's, I think that's my issue with her music time sometimes is it sounds so overproduced. Mm. And then you get that many people in there with all of their opinions and things and it starts to not sound cohesive and. Well, it's just not relatable. It's, it's not, it's not Taylor Swift's music. And again, I'm a new Swifty. It's personal. You feel like you're involved in like you, she's speaking to you when, when she sings and you can relate to her. A lot of artists, you know, the artists that have big emotional hits, like R and B hits. I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'm talking way off the palsy, uh, Selena Gomez, like their big yeah. hits are, are they're fucking fantastic yeah. though. They're, Selena they're, Gomez is okay. She's not like no. Selena Gomez is fire, and she writes her well. She kind of writes her own music, but you relate to their songs when they when they come out when they're relatable to their life, yeah. and then you relate to what they're going through in their life. That's what Taylor does. She writes songs because she writes her own songs and we all know that it follows her lifeline. So we can relate and pinpoint to what she's going through. Well, even just in these two albums, like you're saying, right? So the top two singles off of Renaissance were Break My Soul and Cuff It. Yeah. Or fun to listen to like dance tracks. The top two singles off of Midnight's were Antihero and Lavender Haze. Yeah. Like, it's just different to me. It's just Miley Cyrus flowers without taking anything away from Beyonce. Okay. Miley Cyrus won two Grammys off flowers because we all fucking knew she recorded it in the house that she was with with old boy, and because that was her video where she she recorded her music video, and it was about dude. Like yeah. everybody fucking loved that song because we could, you related to her. Totally. That's my opinion. Okay. Let's move on to the next topic. Jack's rallying us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why don't you do your space corner, Jill, before you drink anymore? I think that's a really good idea. <laughs> so oh it's almost like you've done this before, Jackie. <laughs> do you know? I, I got a few things, so Jack, just let me talk. The moon has shrunk 150 feet. Yeah, but it shrinks about... So a lot of people are accusing the moon of shrinking. But it's only shrunk 150 feet in the last 100 million years. So in like, you know, whatever, trillions of years, the moon may not, might not be there anymore. But it's because it sometimes heats up and it shrinks a little bit. But don't worry. It's not going to happen in our lifetime. It's only shrunk 150 feet in the last 100 million years. Also, JWST will never take... Oh, God. I used the word intimate, and I don't know. Hold on. Hold on, choke the size of. I can't even imagine what picture she's getting right now. No, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> space, space. So, <laughs> well, well, no, I'm just, I just have to read my notes because this is a couple days ago. JWST is never going to take a picture of the Earth, and here's why: they have 
I don't even need my phone. They have an entire tennis court that something blocking JWST the size of a tennis court blocking it from ever being able to see the earth so that it can take the pictures it takes of everything else. Here's why. So the, the sun reflects off the earth, which creates reflection and radiation. So they have to have something the size of a tennis court on JWST to not have no light or radiation reflecting off of that so that JWST can keep taking pictures, which I thought was really cool. Could you imagine something's that fucking big, the size of a tennis oh. court, just to block the radiation and the light? I'll tell you That's what, crazy. your you Apple your 15 Max Pro could never. <laughs> I bet she could. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I it thought that cool. was really they it's got something on there that's so big the size of a fucking t- imagine how big JWST is. <laughs> to be that's- flying around something the size of a tennis court <laughs> to just to as as a sunshade. It's driving her, it's flying around an easy up. Bigger, the biggest media ever made. Just, just to block its shine. Man, it shouldn't have to block its shine for anyone. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. It is pretty cool. And Jack. Also, did you guys see that Oreo is doing contests right now to send people to space? Julie. Yeah, and it's free to enter. You can enter every day. What do you have to do? What is it? Oreo eating? What? What is this? Not you. Just enter. You don't have to do anything. You don't even have to Oreo eating contest. I sent you the link. Oreo gets you to go to space. What do you? Yeah, there's no contest. It's just like a drawing. You can enter on their website. You can enter more than once. You can enter every day, and no purchase necessary. And to take you you where to space. They send you to like the edge of space, so you can look down and see like a little tiny Earth. But you can also look across and see, like, the planets. But you're not, like, you know, so far into space that it's scary for Aaron. <laughs> and for me, that sounds literally so terrifying. Oreo liftoff sweepstakes. Yeah, that's what it's called. Fucking take me! I sent you the link, like, a week ago. You gotta, like, go on and, and register. Have and you ever seen Julie's screen? She has, like, 400 text messages. Um, well, I have 1,052 right now. Yeah. So if she gets back to you, you're lucky. I literally have 1,052. I don't know if you guys can see that. Julie. Yeah. I could never. That gives me so much anxiety on your behalf. It's I can't okay. even have like one little one in a red circle me on either. my phone. I have to click it and see what it is. Oh it's my open. god! This is why they're ha- this is why they have space Oreos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and the space Oreos. Lex bought some. They have little pop rocks in them. I bought some too. They're good. They did those, they did those once for like Fourth of July as like a firework. Yeah, they're kind of fun. Yeah. Little yeah. little snippy snap Great. in your mouth. Hmm. All right, Great. Stace. What was the thing you wanted? To talk you guys, about? you guys have to apply for me too. No, n- none of you want to go. No. Um, 
I was going to talk about, oh, so I was going to talk about it, but there's no new info. So these three guys went to a party to watch the Kansas City game um, a few weeks ago. (laughs) And the the guy hosting the party is like a stand-up guy, apparently. He's he's a scientist. He's he has these parties. He's like a a cool guy. And these three people come over and a, a fourth guy was there, but he left early. And one of the wives started texting and calling saying, Where's my husband at? Um, I think like really early Monday morning, like starting at like two in the morning. And nobody was answering, and she kind of got scared, so she broke into the house Tuesday night um, through the basement and found the three guys dead in the backyard, frozen. So the guy that owns the house had no idea that they were out there. Um, He thought he had gone to bed and thought that they had gone home. Um, And But the weird part is, like, yeah, the girlfriend or whoever was trying to get a hold of him and he was just, like, not responding, not answering phone calls, not answering the door. Which I get. He was hung over Monday. So he says, like, he was in bed most of the day. He didn't even go into his backyard. So he was, like, I I had no clue that in, any of this was going on. Not answering his phone, not answering messages, just hung over and staying in bed. Um, so, of course, they think it's fentanyl that they yeah. well, because they said their drugs. Early toxicology reports show several sub- substances. Right. And so there so the guy checks himself into rehab for addiction right away mm-hmm. to and his lawyer is saying like or the lawyer of you know the girlfriend is saying that like they think it's like a ploy to like say to not look guilty, you know, to like say like look if there were drugs like I'm checking into a, this rehab real quick because uh, I I want to look like a stand-up guy that's taking control of the problem, you know, type of thing. Um, but my question kind of is like, do you guys think that this should this guy should be held responsible for anything? Like he didn't do anything. It depends on what ends up coming out. I, don't I mean, know. like maybe if he supplied the drugs, but yeah, maybe in val- guys- involuntary manslaughter or something. Yeah, if he supplied the drugs and they didn't know. But I'm just thinking, like, if the four of us did a bunch of drugs and the three of you froze to death in my backyard, I might re-examine my life choices at that point. Like, maybe I should check myself into rehab. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're knowingly doing the drugs. I don't think he should be held responsible unless it turns out that he, like, spiked the food that was at. Or tried to cover it up. Yeah. Right. Which it doesn't sound like at all. It's I think that he was doing the drugs too. He knew the guys were doing the drugs. He went to bed, was safe and warm in his bed, and these three guys were like, "Let's go outside and smoke a cigarette and do some more drugs." And they passed out and froze to death outside. Sounds like a major whoopsie doodle. Yeah, that's what I think too. And so all these people saying that this guy is at fault and that he needs to like pay for his crimes, I I don't think that he's guilty. I don't. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it will depend on like what more information comes out, if any, or whatever, what the police are able to figure out because it would, I mean, I don't know. It, it would reason are all three of these guys going to have the same drugs in their system. Then it means that they really were partying together. Like, 
It sounds mm-hmm. like it. It sounds like they yeah. all had the same drugs in their system. Yeah. And they said there's no, um, like, overdoses connected to the same drugs in the areas. And they think that, like, if it had been, like, a toxic level of fentanyl in uh, what should have been not lethal dose of cocaine, you know what I mean? That a lot more people would have showed up dead. Mm-hmm. So but they're thinking, they like, high and froze. they were just high and froze off of what wouldn't have been a lethal amount. The one thing to me that is like the weirdest is okay. So the game obviously started at like three thirty on the seventh, and then like three hours later is when the game ended. But the one guy's the fourth guy left. Yeah, but the one guy's fiance didn't show up until the ninth. So they're saying basically it was fifty hours. Of like her not knowing where her fiance is and stuff like that's a long time. But I guess if you're doing that much, I don't know. I've never done drugs, so I guess maybe could have a hour-long hangover. They could have been like arguing or something, and she thought that he didn't talk to her Monday. You know, like it. it, I could see going a day. Like maybe she got up and went to work and didn't really think about it much. Well, no, I'm saying not for her for the guy whose house it was. Because it sounds like he didn't come home that night and the fiance was like, what the fuck? And like literally the next day. So she'd been reaching out to this guy for somewhere between like 40 and 50 hours to try and find her fiance. And he just wasn't answering, didn't respond. Right. Went over to try and look herself like that seems like a long time. But maybe if you've been doing that many drugs, like you are hungover for that long. I mean, like an all-day hangover from partying all into the night. Like, I could see that. Yeah, and then if you yeah. just went to bed that night, that would put him into Tuesday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Sounds yeah. like an accident to me. Don't do drugs, kid. PSA. Yeah, shit. I agree. <clears throat> what was the other thing you want to talk about, Stacey? Oh, um, if you had info on Amelia Earhart, Stacey, oh yeah, so pretty. Did you do something different with your hair or something? No, but thank you. <laughs> so they think they finally found the location of, or at least know where Amelia Earhart, where her plane went down. And this has been, oh, yeah. yeah, this has been like long debated in the scientific community. Um, but since they've started putting the pieces together, some of the the attributes that they're able to link to this location is, and there's been different theories. She just got sucked into like a black hole of nothingness and disappeared. Um, There was one theory that she got eaten by a bunch of giant crabs because there's this Island that's completely overrun by crabs Um, that her plane crashed and it sunk so deep that they've just never been able to recover the remnants of it. But now they think they finally have evidence of this one island and it makes sense because it's exactly on the trajectory of where she where her flight was planned on on landing and now they're putting together that the radio signals were coming in and out like she would send radio signals and then they weren't getting anything and then she would send radio signals and they weren't getting anything and that's because it's going off of where the tides were or the tide was coming in and out. So they think where the plane landed, it hit this coral reef that kind of surrounds um, this one particular island. And in order to, she couldn't use the plane's battery while it was underwater, like while the tide was in. So she would have to wait until the tide actually went out. 
she turned the plane back on, radio for help, and then have to turn it back off in order to conserve some of the battery. So they think they finally have pinpointed the location. They recovered some bones. Um, so now they're going to be doing some DNA testing to find out if it was uh, really Amelia Earhart that went missing. So they found her. Or they found something, right? Yes. That's what they're saying, yeah, under yeah. underwater. But they can't tell below the ocean. They can't tell because of like rust and damage and whatever. They can't tell for sure if that's her plane. Yeah. So they have to DNA test the bones too. Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. After all this time. Yeah. So hopefully one of world's greatest mysteries will be solved. But also, like, like this is the first time I've looked at it and looking at the pictures next to like the picture from the uh the sonar image next to the diagram of her plane like that looks like a plane um i feel like we're seeing more in our lifetime than any other generation and i don't know if other generations like before us have felt like that too but if you think about it like you know our grandparents saw everything from like cars to the internet being born which is huge things. Yeah. But look at all the shit that we're seeing in our time. It's like, crazy because I feel like this is the generation of like solving cold cases. That too. Well, yeah. Like here's like all these electric cars and the internet and AI yeah. and like a lot of technology, but also solving cold cases and yeah. huge historical things I feel like are happening in our lifetime. And I think yeah. that's just bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know I like, think- I was thinking like yesterday, yesterday was like that anniversary of my dad passing and it was like, okay, it's been four years. I'm like, damn, four years seems like a lot. Four years is an entire high school career. And like in high school, that seems like, yeah. like you're in high school, God, didn't that seem like such, that seemed like your whole life forever. Yeah. I think we're also, I think too, we're more interconnected now. People can share more information yeah. with each other. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons I think cold cases are being solved at a faster rate now because one technology has advanced to the point where they're able to, you know, Chameleon. pull out more DNA evidence with smaller amounts. They didn't want to waste. I mean, if you think about it, some of these like cases that they've cracked open, the investigators had like the forethought to collect these even minuscule blood samples and wait until they knew technology would eventually get to the point where they would be able to solve these crimes. And we're just finally getting there now. And then you have all kinds of crimes that are being blown open because of DNA testing. And like, it's just, it's kind of wild. And we live also in the area of like amateur sleuths who have all the power of like the internet at their fingertips and are, are cracking cases on their own. What do you, what do you guys think about the gypsy rose? Cause that's Ooh. right. That's Girl. right by me. Like that's like right up the road for me. So I'm curious. We're going to do up. an episode. I need to talk yeah. to her about it. Cause Kira wants to do an episode all about gypsy rose and what our thoughts are on her. It's interesting. Out of guilty it, and, it, it, but it's, I it, just heard that she's getting her own reality show with her husband. Oh, she's and making, I, she's making millions. Yeah, millions. capitalizing on this, it's real cringy. I yeah, I can't wait for us to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. but her situation was real fucked up. Totally. So two things can be true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's got a real. You know, it's funny. So, well, I mean, fuck. What would you have done? 
No, I don't. Listen, I don't. I can't even imagine the torment and torture that poor woman went through. Like, oh my I'm not, god, I don't have any judgment against. And it's her. hard because what else are you going to do to make money? She's got to make money. She's got to totally. live. Yeah. She doesn't have an education. She doesn't. Yeah. yeah, she's not. She's not going to go work at a gas station. So one of my um, like palate cleansers when I commute and I I'm like too overwhelmed to listen to any serious books and I can't listen to any more like real serious podcast is I listen to this podcast uh, called know your aura. Are you guys familiar with it at all? Okay. Well, it's this lady who supposedly can read auras. I don't know. She can tell the colors. She goes into like really deep dives into what each of the colors mean and stuff like that. She did an episode on gypsy Rose right before she got out of prison, like, and reading her aura color and how her aura was actually different when she was a kid versus what it is now and stuff. And she called it. She said that she was going to have a reality show with her, uh, with her fiance. And it's because she used to be pink, which I guess pink is one of the rarest forms, but people like Marilyn Monroe were pink and Dolly Parton is pink and Taylor Swift was pink as a child. And they're historically like, they have almost like childlike, um, like nice. Yeah. Innocence is a good way to put it, but it's like this extreme take on like femininity and they're like very kind of delicate and easily, easy to manipulate and like all of these things. And most, most people grow out of being pink, but, uh, she ended up turning, what did this woman say? Turquoise and purple, which is like a real shifty, like they blend in. They're like the chameleons of our world. And They'll tell you what you want to hear, when you need to hear it, how you need to hear it, because that's their survival technique. Mm. So it was really interesting, like her take on Gypsy Rose. And she said, you know, she doesn't think she's intentionally manipulative. It's how she survives because it's what she had to oh. learn to do. Yeah, so, totally. yeah, it was just it was an interesting. Uh, it was an interesting little insight. I don't know if I fully believe in all of it, but yeah. it's like a fluffy like. Huh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's but it's one hundred percent true. I think Jax, Jax, you don't listen to anything or watch anything that's not fluffy and feel good. <laughs> it's Jax's palate cleanser. You're never yeah. gonna catch Jax watching American Horror Story or anything like. that. I love American <laughs> Horror Story. Really, you're not yeah. gonna catch you watching lie. it because you're not in charge of the TV. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I don't like. I don't like. Um, jump scares but i like like psychological scary movies oh okay yeah i don't i don't want anything jumping out at me though like just for the sake of scaring me that's not my jam yeah i agree but yeah I hunters. who else did she say that was super interesting um she did um um oh i can't think of their name now it was another like did you start that show i told you to start watching the power one yes yeah i watched one episode um okay so the other thing i wanted to talk about was are you guys familiar with the concept of emotional vampires no yes yes okay so this is actually an emotional vampire is something that's actually like described as um here are some of the like symptoms that you would have if you've encountered emotional vampire. Okay. And emotional vampire essentially just means someone who like 
drains your physical energy from you. Like you feel worse about yourself after you've been around them. They're, they're toxic. You feel like kind of gross and like you want to take a shower, maybe not that extreme, but just like you, you feel sometimes it brings on physical symptoms. Like you have a headache, you have like, you feel a little bit nauseous. Like you, you'll feel real tense in your shoulders and it's because they're literally sucking the life force out of you. <laughs> so they've broken them into like five categories. Um, and there's the narcissist is one type. There's, uh, the victim, uh, they grate on people with their poor me attitude. The world is against them. It's the reason for their unhappiness. When you offer a subtle solution to their problems, they say yes, but eventually you might end up screening your calls purposely to avoid them as a friend. You may want to help, but their tales of woes overwhelm you. Then there's the controller. Uh, these people obsessively try to control you and dictate how you're supposed to be and feel. They have an opinion about everything. They'll control you by invalidating your emotions when they don't fit into your own rule book. They often start sentences with, you know what you need, and then proceed to tell you. And you end up feeling dominated, demeaned, or put down. The constant talker, these are the ones that just talk to hear themselves speak and they're really not interested in you. And then you have like the drama queens, which their drama is so excessive and so off the charts all the time. It's just fucking exhausting. Like it's exhausting. So how many of us know an emotional vampire? How many I of us know the same one? <laughs> <laughs> so what I wanted to ask you guys was like, do you think this is... Uh, thing that someone either is this all the time do they go in and out of it do you think you've ever been guilty of it like what what are your guys' thoughts and feelings on being an emotional vampire i'm sure like i've been guilty of it you know if you're obsessed with like a topic and you're you keep bringing it up even though like it seems like people are like probably tired of hearing about it and i don't mean like a topic like taylor swift i mean like yeah a problem you have <laughs> You know, and you're like, I'm probably exhausting the people around me stressing about this like thing in my life. Like I need to stop it. Like I feel like I'm draining my friends about it. So I'm sure I'm guilty of it. Um, and I definitely know somebody that is the woe is me one. And it is so obnoxious because they also don't take advice. And I and they come to you with the same problem all the time. And you're like, here's the very simplest Sometimes. solution to that problem and they're like yeah but and then they go on with like all these reasons and you're just like I can't help you if you can't help yourself you know like I don't know what to tell you anymore like yeah that I think that it's the worst um yeah and I would argue <laughs> that you're not one because you're aware of like oh I'm doing this and I shouldn't do it anymore I know I'll go yeah, like you I under I know but <laughs> <laughs> oh no no I yeah I, I think I think these types of people, like, I actually don't think people slip in and out of it. I think yeah, they're they all, wired they this way. They're not there in return. They're not. Yeah. I think they've gotten so stuck in their whatever it is that there's no it's, getting out of it. There's no helping them. There's no anything. Yeah. It's crazy to me how they're not. Some of these people, I'm not naming names, are not, like, aware of how they sound. When we're like, done, I want to hear every name there. I know exactly who she's talking about. <laughs> like somebody that posts their like Venmo and says like, okay. "Send me money, it's my birthday." Like, 
how are you not like aware that that sounds and looks so spoiled? Like, you know, and like they post stuff and you're just like, what? I I know somebody who does that and she is literally like a married mother of two. And she's like, for my birthday. And I'm like, well, the other thing about these types of people too is I used to, um, I, f- I have found that as I've gotten older, I just, I, I don't care how long I've known them or how much I cared about them at one point. I don't, I can't be around them anymore. Like yeah. it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut. It's hard for me to try and see the best in them. And I think it's all such a ploy for attention. And I don't like the way I feel after like I, I'm stretched too thin to have inauthentic relationships with anyone. Like if I'm going to put time and energy into people, it's because I love you and I care about you and I want to invest in it. I, I, I don't have space in my life anymore to waste energy on people that are going to literally suck me dry. And I mean, we're all guilty of it, right? Like sometimes we're going through something and we, we rely on our friends a lot to like make us feel better or not even friends, family, whatever it is. That's not the yeah. same thing. We're talking about people who this is their constant state of being and they take and take and take and take and take. And it's mm-hmm. a one-sided friendship or relationship, or for some people it's family members. Like there's just no, there's no getting out of it. And it's, it feels like they're feeding off of your life force yeah. And it's, it's fucking exhausting. Yeah. And I will yeah. not be subscribing to it. There you go. Unsubscribe. Well, like I'll tolerate their existence, but like, I don't have to be involved with yeah. it. You know, like I'll be cordial. Like I'll be whatever. Because crazy. I'll tell you what, I have one that works for me and there's not a lot I can do about it. Yeah. But she will suck the fucking life out of you if you let her. Yeah. yeah. Hey. So I just thought emotional vampires was like an interesting I think some of the woe is me people, and I keep going back to this one person, um, a lot of it is intentional, but I think this person has themselves convinced that the, that the world shits on them. In their yeah. brain, they've thought for so long that, like, I always get the shaft, that they have themselves convinced of that. Like... Yeah, genuinely, yeah, even I though it's not see, true. I could see where a lot of emotional vampires have also just like self-identified as victims. Yeah, well, that's one of the that's one yeah. of the five types. Yeah, right. So would they not also be narcissists? That's the first type. Yeah, that's a narcissist. Yeah, They're emotional vampires. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel worse consistently being, and what I thought one of the interesting things about this conversation that I had heard was. If you pay attention, you can generally tell who these people are when you walk in a room. Like you can feel their for <laughs> you. <laughs> you can usually tell, and a lot of people describe it as like their vibe is off, and that's what it is. You can tell like they have kind of negative energy yeah. around them. And I guess I'm just like petitioning here that especially as we've gotten older, I think all of us are intelligent, well-adjusted women. Like maybe we should lean in a little bit more into what our gut tells us about people is all I'm saying. Instead of how many relationships in our lives, especially being raised as women, have we tried to like 
force a round peg into a square hole for the sake of not being rude or getting along with everybody or making life easier for people. Even though you can tell in a room, I'm not going to like this person and not just not like them because we're all allowed to not like people and get along and they're a perfectly decent human being. (laughs) Nothing is wrong with them. They just don't work well with us. But you know what I'm talking about? That like ick vibe. The ick. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's not just ick like, oh, I don't like how he pronounces library. Like it's ick like, oh no, you're, you're about to suck the fucking life out of me if I have to deal with you. And I cannot. And I, I personally think women are a better gauge of that vibe just because we're more in tune with how people are feeling around us. Not that mm-hmm. men aren't smart enough to, I just don't think they care. Yeah. They don't care. Like Kai doesn't give a shit. If you told this, if you told Kai like, Oh, I think that person's an emotional vampire. He'd be like an emotional, what? Like, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> like, I think you're wrong. He's also very quick to be like, Oh, you that person's kind of annoying. We're not going to hang out with them. Like oh, cut so them maybe. out. He's also a water <laughs> like- sign. It's just easy for him to be like, well, then stop talking to them. And I'm like, no. I feel like Kyle would pick up on them. He'd be like, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't either, Kai. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, don't, I tell him, don't tell him we don't like him, Kai. <laughs> I didn't have the like language to associate this kind of like universal feeling until recently, like emotional vampire. And I think it just sucked, like sums it up so perfectly. So yeah. I just wanted to share that with the group and if anybody else is interested in learning about it there's like a gazillion pages and i'm not just talking about like you know salon it's on like psychology today yeah. and stuff like you could these are actual terms for people I and it gives you tips a lot on of how to women deal with in work relationships too that would be emotional vampires totally. yeah. and you have to navigate those differently than you do your personal relationships because yeah. you can't always get out of them it's okay, not there's to end on like a positive note, we should have like a really good term for those people that just being around them make you feel better about yourself too. Yeah. Like, you know, those people that like you're around and like, you just feel like they ask you the right questions where you, and they feel like you feel like they're really listening to your answer. They make you feel good about yourself and like just being around them makes you feel good. We need a term for those people too. They're, they're called friends. <laughs> but like the extra, extra people, <laughs> like they remember something that you you haven't seen them in a year and they remember something little that you said and they ask you like how that's going and they're just one of those people that's like holy shit like yeah i don't have any i don't think you're wrong i was trying to think like yeah yeah, i don't have a good word for it what's the what's the antithesis antithesis of uh vampire Uh uh-huh i have one one friend that does that and it's back slayer I think Audra is really good at that. Mm-hmm. These are actually for me is so in tune everything. She's like, so what happened with this? I'm like, what's going Who on? Is? Yeah, she's like remembers every fucking. Even if I remember, I'm like, fuck, I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Baxley asks every fucking detail of everything I ever told her. Yeah, it's good to have people like that in your life. Yep. All right. Does anyone have anything that they're obsessed with? I saw this girl on TikTok talking about um, how her and her husband like have been married for like 10 years and they got into this rut at night where they would come home from work, eat dinner, sit on the couch and scroll on their phones with like a show in the background and how this has been going on for like a year or two. And she was like, 
we need to change this because we are, this is not like a great environment. And I was like, oh my God, we do that too. <laughs> we 100% do that. And like, I'll have to be like, this is a movie I really want to watch. We need to put our phones down and pay attention and like actually talk about it. And that's like crazy to me that like, we're so focused on our phones. We have to like actually say, don't look at your phone. So yeah. she said they started this thing that is the three hour marriage makeover. And you can totally change it to like your own thing. But Kai and I adopted it this week to our own thing. And so the first hour after dinner, they do something productive together. They clean out a closet. They do the dishes together and they clean the kitchen together and they talk and, you know, like whatever, but it has to be productive. So they do one hour of something productive. The second hour is something fun, but you ha you can't have your phone in your hand and you have to be together doing it. So like board games or Kai and I are doing these like beginning yoga classes that are freaking kicking my ass. Um, but like, you just have to do something together. The last hour is when you can have your phone and you can be scrolling. You can be looking at TikTok, but you have to be in the same room together so that you can share TikToks. You can talk to each other. You can watch a movie together. You can go to bed together. As long as you do something together, like that's the last hour. And Kai and I have been doing it this week and we've adjusted it a little bit, um, just for like time and, and what we want to do and stuff. But I have to say, I feel so much better this week than when we just sit on the couch and scroll and have like TV in the background. Like I think everybody yeah. should try it. Yeah. It's yeah. a good tip. I think it's always good. We should all unplug from our phones more often. And social media sometimes makes it hard to do that. Like sometimes you have to just be like, I don't want to be on my phone anymore. Like and I want to super hard. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It's hard. Yeah. TikTok but that middle and, hour where we're yeah. not allowed to touch our phones at all. We have to just like silence them and set them like away and do something together for an hour. I feel like it's really nice. And I didn't even realize I wasn't getting Kai's full attention, but I don't. He always has one earbud in 24 seven. He's one of those guys and I hate it. I hate it. But to know that he's not going to, in the middle of us talking, start scrolling on his phone. Or even if you're watching a movie together and you say, where do we know that person from? And one of you looks on IMDb and then you're scrolling on your phone for like 20 minutes afterwards, like, and not watching the movie. Like, I'm so guilty of that too, but I didn't realize I how too. much I, yeah. I don't get his full attention. So that for that hour, I've realized, holy yeah. shit, like it's, it's really apparent. Yeah. That's a good tip. I like it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm obsessed with the Super Bowl. I'm getting nervous. Same. Same. I'm getting excited. I'm just getting, you know, it's so weird because when I was like. So was, who do you think, okay, aside, what, who do you think? I actually fully believe the 49ers are going to win. I, I think really it's, I, so. I think it's going to be a close game though. I do. I, I think it's going to be a fucking battle. Yeah, I, I I hope so too, right? Like you want it to be a good game and you want all those things. It was just so weird because when I was like, you know, yesterday, like thinking and reflecting on my dad and stuff, like literally four years ago is when my dad passed, right? How weird is this? Who was running for president during that time? Friggin' yeah. Biden. Who was playing in the Super Bowl? No. In the 49ers. It's, like, it's so... I think the like, 49ers are going to come in and fucking weird. crush them. And fuck Patrick Mahomes. I hope so. I, hope I really think they're going to come in. I think they're going to fucking destroy 
the Chiefs. I, I hope so. I hope we get our revenge on this game. I hope my dad's able to pull some little from some sort of like, you know, let's have a different outcome this time. But it was really interesting. I don't know if this is just a change they've made. This year has seemed a little different to me. You know, last year was the the first year that they did the like flag football for the Pro Bowl. And then they had all these like competitions and stuff this year. But now I noticed too, they made media night. I don't know if it's just because it's in Vegas, but it was like a whole production. It was on TV, but I don't know if you guys saw, but they had this kid. His name's Jeremiah. So cute. Something. He's an 11 year old journalist. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> this he asks good questions. He, asks he does. The yeah. best questions. <laughs> Like even with Patrick Mahomes, he was like, you know, I have all these questions prepared, but it's all the same stuff. Everybody else is going to ask him. So like, let's put together our like all time fantasy teams and the players, this kid was naming. I was like, oh, he like knows football. So apparently he's like always loved football. He has some kind of medical situation that prohibits him from playing. So this is how he stays very sweet. He has a savant like level of knowledge of football for sure. But he was just so professional. He barely had to look down on his phone to like see the questions he was asking. He was like shaking their hands and stuff. He didn't look nervous one bit. So cute. Like this, you're going to see this kid on like ESPN. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. He's like the, um, like the young, like Albert Einstein version of like ESPN sports yeah. casting yeah totally. i love that that's cool he was adorable so he has something that makes him maybe it's ambition I think, maybe he he has some... I think he just is there a mute button he probably he just really prepared just loves football just absolutely loves football he was so cute and like you could tell the players were like holy shit this kid is professional like kittle was very funny like the interviews were great it was funny i loved it we've got some real characters on our team it makes it fun. Did you George guys? Kittle is good. Yeah. Are you guys in the the wrong age group or whatever? To did you guys watch SpongeBob at all? It's sometimes like when I nannied, we'd watch SpongeBob sometimes. Do you remember the episode where he does where SpongeBob does that big um, like halftime show with that song? Yes. Okay, so Nickelodeon is doing their Nickelodeon um, like Super Bowl, Super Bowl like thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they're having that as the halftime show. And That's I'm totally going to watch it just for so that. So cool. Because I've always thought it would be really cute if they somehow combine that into a halftime show. Yeah. Oh yeah, my I God. am this much excited to see Usher. Oh, I think it's going to be fun. Oh, fuck. I don't give a fuck, fuck about that. seeing Usher. Yeah. Who gives I'm a hoping- fuck about Usher? Switch it over to Nickelodeon for their halftime show and you can watch the SpongeBob. I like one. watching his little dance that he does real good, but. <laughs> Fuck Usher. Uh, sure. Or, you know, turn it over to the Puppy Bowl. See what they're I'm, doing. I'm day. shutting up. Yep. The Puppy <laughs> Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic about Sunday. It'll I be just hope it's way. a good game. I hope so, too. I hope yeah. it's a good game. I mean, of course, I hope the Niners win, but I hope it's an actual... I think the game. Niners are going to fucking crush the Chiefs. The Chiefs shouldn't have never beat the fucking Baltimore. I think the Niners are going to fucking crush the Chiefs. We shouldn't I, have barely hope, beat freaking the Green Bay either. Like, yeah. does anybody have money on it? No, it's bad juju oh, to. Yeah, to I have a, I have a square. I do. I got a square. I do. 
Julie's yeah. always got money on something. Yeah, though. I yeah. do. <laughs> Julie's always got money. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what are you obsessed with, Joel? Oh, shit. The iPhone Pro Max. Mine's going to be super <laughs> stupid. Oh, yeah. First of all, my new phone. <laughs> iPhone 15 Pro Max. Everybody should get one. Um, I'm also actually, I'm, I'm actually super stoked. Uh, Kenny started beauty school this week. And she passed her first oh, test and got 100%. And I'm super stoked oh, that's that awesome. at some point we're going to be a two-income household. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what does she want to do? Uh, show, I forget what it's called. Aesthetics. An esthetician. Yes. But, it, but it's called aesthetics. And so it's eyelashes and skin and whatever the fuck. And I'm... Hopefully I'm, someone else is writing her promo for her. <laughs> I love you know, it. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like really interesting, you know, being at home with somebody for years and then they go and do their own thing and like them coming back after school for eight hours. Cause it's from eight 30 to four 30 every fucking day. And they don't let them out early ever. And it's just like, I don't know. It's it it's cool to see that that somebody being away from you and like missing them and then coming yeah. back and like seeing like well this happened and that happened and I'm like well the well you missed this and this happened and that <laughs> you know it's you like you have time apart and like your yeah, own thing like so it's 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 been really cool and I've been super stoked about that. So um let's see. Uh it is February 9th, which means it is, uh, we're right towards the end of the 14 days of Valentine's Day in the Dwyer household. Fuck Um, Valentine's Day. My wife does a little tiny gift every day leading up to Valentine's Day. so cute. You're so spoiled. And um, so she does them for me and Lincoln. And uh, (laughs) Lincoln gets all, he's all excited. He was opening his last night. And um, I was like, you know, you're you're real lucky, you know, not everyone's moms do this for them. Like not everyone's moms get 14 days of Valentine's. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah, no, your mom's like, (laughs) she's real nice. She goes, he says, I have the best moms. (laughs) It was so cute. I know. And I was like, I didn't get you shit for Valentine's Day. Just like on the record now, you're not getting a damn (laughs) thing for me. So (laughs) I didn't even think to get you anything for Valentine's Day, kiddo. But uh, yeah, so that's it. And then, of course, the Super Bowl. Um, and then I'm almost done refurbishing the second dresser in the house. And I just picked up the last two. Um, and then yeah. all of the all of the rooms in the house will finally have like legitimate solid wood dressers in them. And we will be we will be done with that. So, Yeah. Jax, uh, you're so talented, dude. Yeah. Like all that stuff that you're able to do. You when when you're old and gray, and I'm already going gray. Re- what and when you re- I've been gray since I was like 18, and you retire from the city, you could make money off of all. You're you're really good at it, dude. We'll see. I got a, got some time to worry about that. I got I got 20 years left work left so you could probably do it now if you could get out of your mindset of having to have 
a nine to five in retirement. Well, I know you have a whole ass family to worry about. <laughs> a whole ass family. Whole, that ass take care of. <laughs> whole ass family that requires benefits. I'm not giving up my pension. You're tripping. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited about how these are turning out. And uh, yeah, uh, we picked up some. The one we have in the front room is a LaBus. It's a Harry LaBus. So it's from the 1930s, which was really cool. The other one was just some cheap one. Um, and then the ones we just picked up for our bedroom are like from the 1950s. So they have like that real mid century modern look to them. Um, but I like them because they're not that particle board, like yeah. they're solid yeah. wood. So yeah. um, they're real nice. But the, the LaBus, sheesh, those things are going for like six, $800 on Jeez. online. So we picked ours up for 80 bucks. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah, I would be paying you're, that. You're you're hella talented with all that shit. Well, we'll see how these turn out. Go for like six hundred bucks for eighty dollars. <laughs> well, it needed a lot of work. Okay, I mean the ones that people have already like refurbished and they're like, yeah, looking good are going for that much. But Lex loves that dresser, so that's not going anywhere. Poor Lincoln's gonna have to move it when we die. <laughs> um okay that's it for us this week guys have a great weekend and go niners Ooh, bang bang Niner bang bang Niner gang. fierce fan media